0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I am Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hi, Liz. Oh, oh, traffic. Autos autos and traffic. Do away with all the cars. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just joking. I love riding horses. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. Horse correct. There you mm-hmm. go. We're g- <laughs> that was creature comforts. <laughs> We're going to talk about how you can save money by replacing your vehicle filters when they're needed. Because Allison, isn't it right? Maintenance is cheaper than repairs. Oh, yeah. Way cheaper, way cheaper. So let's talk about uh, the kind of filters that are in your car, and then we can go a little bit more in detail into each of them. So what filters has my vehicle got? Um, There's there's actually a few of them. Um, Today I wanted
1: to go over the engine air filter the oil filter that there's actually a, a little bit we could talk about that and which would probably be interesting to people and uh the cabin air filter um so those are the ones we're going to go over today there's a few others fuel filter and and uh some others but we're gonna we're gonna go over those today um and uh and they're all they're all very important and serve their purpose so
0: we'll go over those fantastic and you know the point of a filter is to filter things (laughs) so what are um that you know it removes impurities either from the air or from the fluid that pass through that can uh, get in the mechanical parts so what are some problems of you know if you don't have your filter changed at the correct time interval
1: Okay, well, um, one of them, like if you don't change your engine air filter on time and it clogs up, it's basically like someone putting a a hand over your mouth and all you've got is your nose to breathe. So you're going to work harder. Your lungs are going to work harder. So what happens in a car when it is not getting the airflow it needs for the engine to run, it will dump more fuel into the engine to try to get it to run better and... Basically, it'll become more sluggish. Your car run rich. Your gas mileage will go down, and it just it will not run as good. It can cause other problems in that, but that's that's the start of
0: what will happen. Well, let's and, keep with the engine air filter. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a by time or by mileage? Change. It's really
1: check it and see when yours is getting dirtier faster because, like, if you're driving on dirt roads, obviously your air filter is going to get dirtier quicker. Um, So it's something that you kind of want to check um, at least once a year. Check it once a year, but generally speaking, every fifteen thousand miles, and and that's kind of like the recommended interval for for air filters. But what you do to check it. Um, you can check it yourself. all air filters are generally very easy to get to. Some of them you don 't need any tools. You just snap off these little clips on your air filter box and pop it up and pull the air filter out. Some of them you need a phillips head screwdriver, and some of them you need a ten millimeters uh, little socket and socket wrench to get to get them off but um that's it and they they are so they're easy to to take off and get to you pull the filter out and hold it up to a light or to the sun if you can see through it at all you can see any light filtering through it's good you got you've got some more miles to go on it but if you can't see through it um you it's time to to go ahead and replace it. And so that's a good rule of thumb to know.
0: And I suppose I know when I buy the air filter for my house, there's good, better, best. Is that the same case for air filters? Um
1: yeah, so there are really really cheap ones out there and then you can get a little bit better. So it yeah, you do want a good a good air filter. Um I watched uh um uh, some, sometime last year, I watched a video on air filters. He's, this uh, guy got really intense on testing. He had a box he made for it, and he put the he would put the air filter in, and he would check how many particles got through. It was very interesting how he, he did that. He had a particle counter uh, tool, and so he went through if i recall it was probably about 10 to 13 different filter brands and uh, it was really it was really really fascinating but it was definitely a difference between cheaper filters and your more expensive filters or your more high quality ones, the higher quality ones, while they flowed better, also got more particles out based on the material that they were were using. So that's, that's something to be aware of, that you still want good flow. Um, also just a kind of a heads up, a lot of people want to put performance filters on their cars when they're not racing, they're just driving down the road or whatever. And they put these performance filters on their car, you don't need that at all for a car that is literally not being raced ever. You re- you literally only need those in racing applications. And the reason being because they have a very high flow rate and particles get through to your engine. And will they do wear out your engine much faster than um, using like a regular uh, stock type so air performance, filter.
0: performance, I'm using, okay, you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Performance <laughs> does not mean... Better quality for your vehicle, right? It's um, they're going to allow more airflow, more
1: particles through, and and their whole thing is to allow more air into your engine. So you do, you really don't need that on just your everyday car. The the thing is on race cars. You're probably going to be rebuilding or replacing that engine at some point. You don't want to have to do that on your daily driver or, or a car that you want to to keep running well. Um, you know, so you know, I see that. I see that. That so much on cars, and it's kind of like super unnecessary.
0: When we talk about the different cheap to more expensive and performance filters, we've mentioned on the show, I learned from you. Let me write it down so I make sure I get it right in the right direction. OME, the original O O E M. Oh,
1: that was good. I got it
0: backwards. Okay. OEM parts original equipment manufacturers Mm -hmm. Uh, so that means like a toyota filter or a ford filter Mm -hmm. do you need that is that better or does napa or somebody else who makes parts for everything make them for air filters
1: right um Sometimes at the the aftermarket stores the aftermarket filters I've noticed sometimes are actually better than the the oEM um you're gonna have to gauge it by by price and actually looking at the difference um
0: so what I've noticed. Is, Ooh,
1: I is wonder, kind of do dependent. some of them
0: say how many particles they pull out, or is that like do they have specifications like, on the, Like how many
1: microns it filters yeah. and stuff like that. No, oh, it doesn't. Okay. It right. doesn't. You have to do research into what the material is and oh. look up reviews and that sort of okay. thing. And right. like I said, like this guy who did an independent right. test on it, um, no, that information is not right. just readily, okay. readily available. So you you kind of just don't go super cheap on pretty much anything on your car. You don't want to go. <laughs> Super, super cheap And cars are literally thousands of dollars, you know. And you want to protect your investment, so you know, like the difference between, between paying like five dollars for engine air filter versus, versus fifteen. Go ahead and get the fifteen dollar when It's it's going to be better. It's going to be worth it in the in the long run by far.
0: Because this thing, not only is it a deadly killing machine, it yep. is also <laughs> the the way you get to your job to make the money. And you know, the way to get to the hospital if you need to go to the doctor's yeah. office and or vacation. Or the yeah, the way to get to <laughs> vacation. And if you uh you know don't spend the money correctly, you're gonna be spending the money. What is it, the pay me now or pay me later kind of thing. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. <laughs> if you had a question, send us your emails, auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about vehicle filters, but that's just between your questions. Is your car under recall? We've got a list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
2: Ever tell you of the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself? Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere.
0: Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car We'll see you on the road. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. She's sitting right here next to me. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more autocorrect find our podcast it's on all podcasting platforms for your smart device autocorrect is heard on MPv think radio Thursdays at 10 a.m with a replay Saturdays at eleven and we're gonna broadcast live from South live car show yay, yay, yay. At Trustmark Park in Pearl on July 31st, we're going to get Jabba to come be with us, too, because he's so good at this, and his kids would love to go to South Life to look at all the cars.
3: Now, I'm going to ask this question, and forgive my ignorance, but explain to me about South Life. What is is going on?
0: Oh,
1: sure. Um, So, South Life is a a show that's hosted by Roddy Merritt, a good, good friend of mine who does car shows here in the area. Area and he's been doing it for a while he's uh, big in the automotive industry here and so South life is basically everything more, yeah it's it's a little bit of everything but something about South life is that you 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 actually get a little bit more of the younger crowd with the fast and furious cars and that's personally what i I absolutely love about it um but you do get you get American muscle and then you get these unique trucks and work trucks and different different things so it's it's actually a really Diverse group of cars and vehicles, and um, and I love it. I love it. It's a lot of eye candy. It's great to see what people have done with their cars, and it and it. We actually get people from quite a long ways. I think we had some people from Tennessee that have come for the past couple of years, and they're really nice. Um, and, and, you know, and from from other parts too. I'm not sure where I'm from. We'll have Roddy on here before the show, and can ask him a little bit more questions about it. But basically, it's a pretty diverse car show. And um, it's going to have some food trucks and that sort of thing. And then, you know, I'm not—I'm not really sure what all else to have. I'm usually too busy <laughs> when I'm there, judging or you know, or, or hosting the show or, or having a tent of my own. Uh, promoting everything that we do, um, but yeah, it's it's so much fun, and I'd I'd love to meet some of our listeners if someone wants to come out and say, hey, we'll have a ten up. We're doing the show live there on that Saturday, July
0: thirty first. Right? That's right, July thirty first, Saturday, eleven o'clock. Uh, it'll be our Saturday show, and it's. I think we're going to be inside Trustmark Park. There'll be some oh, really? cars inside yeah. the baseball field and some in the parking lot and y'all the that's all right across from the outlets of Mississippi. So there's tons of food, tons of shopping, tons of cars and not tons of Allison and Liz. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I just uh, just enough of Allison Yay. and Liz. <laughs> So here are the recalls for the week. Uh, Nissan is recalling certain 2020 and 2021 Titan, Titan XD, and Versa vehicles. The front right and or left turn signal bulb could crack and fail to illuminate. GM is recalling certain 2021 Chevrolet Traverse and Buick Enclave vehicles. During service by dealers, certain vehicles may have received an incorrect airbag calibration software that might affect frontal airbag deployment. Nissan is recalling certain 2021 Rogue vehicles. The second row upper tether wires may have been improperly welded to the seat back frame, preventing a child's seat from being securely anchored. And uh, Mercedes-Benz USA is recalling certain 2016 through 2018 AMG GT vehicles. The bonding between the carbon fiber drive shaft and the flange may be insufficient, which could result in drive shaft separation. Okay, that sounds all serious, folks. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall, and inputting your VIN number or find their Safer Car app. We are talking about vehicle filters where also taking your vehicle repair questions, our email address is auto at org. One general thing more about the, the air filters, last week we had a diesel mechanic on, mm-hmm. and he couldn't say, if you have a diesel car, change your filters enough. That was something he just kept harping on. Yeah, yeah, so um... if you want your engine to last... Change those filters.
1: Yeah, really, really important, and that's on any car, not just just diesels. And and that it's literally anything with an engine, (laughs) like uh, you know, it'll stop
0: a lawnmower. Yeah, I've had that. I've had that happen before. Well, and even in your house. Oh gosh, I'm going to tell a story on us. So we've had pets. So we, you know, the air conditioning stopped working one summer, and we had the guy come in and who repair, you know, to look at it, and he said, "Oh, well." You know, we always had air filters, and we always looked. But behind the filter, it was covered in pet hair. And so he showed my husband how to scrape it off, because it took like an hour to have to scrape uh, this, like a layer, a (laughs) blanket of pet hair that had gotten through the filter. So everything, if it has an engine, it probably has a filter, and it would behoove you to to Mm -hmm. change it. Yes. Okay, so we've talked a bit about the engine air filter. Now Mm -hmm. let's tell us a little bit about the oil filter. Okay, so even more important than the air
1: filter, you, you do need a quality oil filter. And so this is the thing to me about oil changes and the oil filter. And we've said it on the show multiple times. I can't stress enough how I really would encourage people to when you go to get an oil change. I understand everyone is busy and wants to go to the 15-minute quick changes. I get that. You don't know what oil filter they're using or how cheap it is. Who knows what their markup is on whatever, so maybe looking at your seat's not really going to give you an accurate idea of what the quality of that oil filter is. Um, So that's where I recommend and highly encourage everyone to use an independent shop that does all kinds of repairs. For a number of reasons, this is a good idea. You get to know what kind of oil filter you're using. You get to request a better one if you want. Um, you also, in that time we are doing something so simple as just an oil change, you get to know this shop, the mechanics, the owners. Um, a lot of times that mechanic is the owner which is a really good uh, thing to have at a shop that you, you're spending money on your car at. Um, but, but I recommend using a smaller shop and, and 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 even within that requesting to to have a uh, a, a quality filter and a quality oil filter um, the difference is pretty big on it between cheap filters and and your more higher quality ones, your brand name ones and that sort of thing. The cheaper ones for one thing are not meant to last as long as we are requiring our oil changes to go longer on cars these days. Right, yeah. They the, used to be three thousand but 50, now they're five. Five and more. And five more. and mm-hmm. five and more. Um, you know so you want to get a filter and it will literally say on the filters these days how many miles they're recommended oh, okay. so if you have a car that has a 10,000 mile oil change interval go get make sure that your oil filter is also meant to last that Excellent. long which is which is very interesting um, also the materials that are used in the oil filter to filter out the oil they're a lot better it's a lot better materials in your more expensive oil filters the cheaper ones use really cheap stuff um it's in it and it doesn't last as long it sludges up more which restricts your oil flow they have a in the oil filter they have a bypass valve that when the filter gets too clogged this is a this is a uh like a uh, like an emergency thing that it, it, they have built into all the oil filters to help keep flu- your oil flowing, even if your oil filter stops up because you're not replacing it enough. It's called a bypass valve. So on your cheaper filters, they won't even have that. So you basically you are going to starve your engine if that clogs up at all. So that's that's a big deal. Um so
0: another feature of well, oil filtering. Hang on a second. Let's get to this call oh, yeah. from Homer, who's called in from <laughs> Lion. Homer, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. Uh, we'll talk about anything you'd like to talk about. What's your comment or question?
3: Well, I want to ask about
4: uh,
3: additives to that actually put into oil, uh, put it into gas, it, you know, is it a good thing or is it semi snake oil? Uh, I do use. I change my oil. Oh, uh, by the way, Alison, I got a five-minute oil change place.
4: <laughs> my uh, goodness, that's <laughs> awful. That's all
1: I
3: can think. Well, well, it, it's me.
1: Oh, I, you can do it in five I, minutes.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you got everything laid out your wrenches, you know. Just, okay, you know, when you, you laid it of, out,
1: that took more than five minutes, and you had to measure. Make sure you got your oil level, your amount correct. Come on now. <laughs>
3: I'm well, not I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it might take a little longer, but the draining, it, it takes me about five minutes to get the oil out of the truck. I, I let really sit there and just drain until it stops. Right. And then I heat it up a little bit before I put Right. You know, five or ten minutes, and and I know it's done right. I know everything is tight. I know everything is like it should be.
0: Exactly.
3: And, I don't, I and you don't have it
1: cross-threaded, it. the drain plug, yes. which oh is a major problem on the lot of oil change Homer. places.
3: I went to one of these five-minute oil change places, and, and that was probably 15 years ago. The, the stuff that they did, it just kind of, I said, I cannot believe this. But I said, you know what? You know how to change oil stop taking your vehicle to these places but the 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 additives uh now i got a tractor i mean tr- change all in all my vehicles i always use a brand name oil stabilizer mm-hmm. um i mean is that good I've, I've gotten really good service out of engines i got a truck now that has got 300 some thousand miles on still runs real good uh, but I've used an additive in it since I've had it. Well that's so, that's
1: interesting. And uh, in what mileage did you start using this oil stabilizer in this vehicle?
3: Well, one vehicle I bought I got a old Buick at uh it was a ninety seven Buick with that three point eight engine in it, uh thirty eight hundred. Uh, uh actually we bought it for my son, when he went to college, because he graduated and bought him a, a a newer vehicle, and gave the car back to me. But that car got three hundred and eighty eight thousand miles on it, and it run. I, I go to California. And, wow! Uh, and I've used uh, the Lucas in it since. You know, I put almost fill it up, leave it about a half quart low, and then. Just fill it up with that Lucas Stabilizer. I got a little bit colder. I do the same thing to right. it. I always put a stabilizer in it. It's got a couple hundred thousand miles on it, but
0: you yeah, know. Allison, see we, you. we see uh, at the the pump sometimes they've got a display case right there, mm-hmm. or if you go in, there's all kinds of magic genie perfume bottles of stuff <laughs> that you can <laughs> put in your tank or put in your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, the thing about the oil additives, if you use then, and,
1: and you know, this is uh, this is my opinion on it. Um, if you use a, a a quality oil, not cheap, not cheap oil. I never recommend using cheap oil. You, uh, I don't
3: use cheap oil. Right? I don't use don't oil. use
1: cheap oil. It's no, it's no point in that. Um. But anyway, yeah. the the better oils recipes already have. Everything in it that you need, and from what I understand you, if you add something to the recipe that you can kind of throw off the uh, the oil itself the the what what um, characteristics it already has so I, I don't particularly recommend those, but it seems like it's not hurting anything like like you've done and possibly prolonging it. I'd have to do the thing about oil is that literally there are every mechanic has a different opinion on it. Every mechanic has got different research on it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of information online about it. It's just it's crazy to know oil. I, I like to just stick to the basics on it. Um, on, on, like you know, when when your interval is, just do whatever your manufacturer recommended you use whatever oil they recommended. If you're unless you are more trained in what to to use, if you want to change that, don't worry about it and just go with what the manufacturer recommends um if you're oil, if you get a car where the oil has not been changed often enough i do recommend running like an oil cleaner through there it will help desludge your engine that actually can go a long way on uh cleaning cleaning up your engine um if if you find that you you have a car that the oil wasn't changed as often as it should be which does happen um, what about
3: gas additives?
1: The gas additives, if you can remember to do it and and stay on it regularly, um it it can help keep your your uh fuel injectors clean. With your injectors, they do actually get dirty over time and and clog up a little bit. But it's kind of minute. So it's not really the 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 end if you if you don't do it you're not you know you may or may not have injectors that clog up enough to actually cause a problem i know on liz's van um when i did a an injector test on it it the uh, the injector was shooting really really well and it was and it had 200 something thousand miles far if right. i recall um, you know, it's a high mileage vehicle, so you know that's kind of negligible. If you if you want to, it, it can help. Sometimes when we have a a car come into the shop that does have some, like if they have you actually got a hold of bad gas, which kind of happens a lot. Um, then, then running those cleaners in there and and that sort of thing can actually help a lot. There's there's a few products for that, and you can talk to your auto parts guy about that. They'll know more, or they can give you more information about that when that happens. And and uh, another tip is like, don't run your car low on gas all the time. Um, like when it gets to a quarter of a tank, go ahead and fill it fill it up. You know, don't don't let it run down till you've only got a gallon left in there or two gallons in your in your car, know, know how much your tank holds and know how many miles per gallon you're getting, and, and don't run it down that low. So that'll, that'll help prevent you from pulling up uh, debris into your injectors and your fuel system and clogging it up.
0: Thank you, Hector. That was a great uh, topic. Maybe we'll do a whole show about that soon. We could. Homer, sorry. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Our topic today is vehicle filters, but that's just between your car repair questions. What's in the news? Java and I have something to say about what's in the news. I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
5: I'm Jen White with NPR. If you're fortunate enough to have collected a few classic cars over the years, here's a thought. Give them a new life by donating one or more to support this station. They'll be matched with interested buyers, collectors just like you who know a great car when they see one. You free up some space in the garage, the classic car gets a new home, and proceeds support this station. It's a win-win. Thanks in advance.
3: Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org.
0: Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I am Liz Gill. I hope that you have downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click on the support button and make a contribution because contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and others to enjoy. Thank you for your contributions to Mississippi public broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Okay, Allison, in the news, Bucky's is set to invest $50 million in its first ever Mississippi store. The 80,000 square foot business will be located at the exit off. Mange Avenue, M-E-N-G-E Avenue, and Interstate 10. The Board of Supervisors agreed Tuesday in Hancock County to invest an additional 15 million dollars into infrastructure at that location to help support the new Bucky's. Have you been to Texas or Alabama? Have you been to a Bucky's, Allison? I don't think so, and I've heard of them though. Oh my gosh, Java! So the Bunkies—you
3: have to experience a Bunkies. Go take a just take a trip to a Bucky's.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a destination. Okay, wow. it's it is a gas station convenience store, but it's the size of a Sam's, and it has like. 50 gas pumps, and I think it's supposed to have like the longest car wash. I, I that's something I'm not, I have to check the facts on that. But it's like if you imagined a cracker barrel gift shop, but as big as Sam's, the one I went to in Texas had merchandise for all the Texas, all the Texas pro teams, all the college teams, and just Texas stuff. It has Cute country gift stuff and knickknacks, and then there's the food. I think I had the best barbecue I've ever had at the Terrells Bucky's. But like uh, our family likes dipped pretzels, they had 25 different varieties of dipped pretzels.
3: That's the one we stopped at, yeah. uh, Liz. The Terrell, Texas, on yeah. the way on the way to Dallas. Yeah. That Bucky's is a sight to to, to hold.
0: I, I'm just saying, Mississippi. You need to get ready. It's
3: coming. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a destination. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And if you, if you, if you do drive to Dallas on, uh, interstate 20, you got to stop at that Terrell's, uh, Bucky's cause it's redonkulous. <laughs> it's just redonkulous. All right. But we've got some calls. So let's go to Sue in Beaumont. Sue, thanks for calling in. What's your comment or question? Good
4: morning, y'all. <clears throat> uh, it, I heard Allison say something about not letting your car run too dry, you know. So uh, what, what about if your car is overfilled? Because I went to the service station and uh, somebody was helping me and they overfilled my, my tank, and uh, it, it isn't that bad. The owner's manual in that Toyota Yaris that I have says do not overfill the tank. So what can happen if that ha- if you do?
1: I haven't seen where that's a problem um uh, that I know of. That's I'd, I'd like to l- maybe do a little research and look into that why that that would be a problem. But uh like on my prius for some reason it has like I've, i don't know i've read a little bit about it but i don't know a lot about it there's some bladder or something in the fuel tank that keeps it from filling up all the way and then i have to kind of force it and then it'll overfill it's a real annoying it's very very annoying because i basically if i don't do that then it's it's every time it gets low it's i'm only able to fill up like six gallons at a time which is real annoying <laughs> even on a car with high gas mileage um so Anyway, I'm I'm not. I've heard that it, at least on my Prius, it doesn't hurt to to overfill it. Um, but I I'm gonna have to do some research on that. So thanks thanks for your question.
4: Can I ask you another thing, right quick? Sure. I called you a couple of weeks ago about my my car, like the engine light was on, and so I, I took it and had a guy at Napa to put their little uh, computer thing on it. It's up under the dash. See, all this is new to me. I don't know anything about cars. So he hooked it up there, and it said you have a you have a small or a tiny leak in the emission system. What does that mean? I, I, you know, what does that mean, emission system? that just
0: A
1: leak in the evaporative system emissions is what. So uh, to explain that quickly, your fuel tank lets off. Uh, if you don't let the gases come out of the fuel tank, the fuel tank will uh, swell up. Um, back in the day, they used to just vent it off to the atmosphere, and then they realized that was putting a whole bunch of uh, vapors into the to the atmosphere and causing smog. So what they do now is they basically have a system set up with valves and solenoids that when the pressure gets to a certain point, they let it go back to the engine, and it burns off through the, the engine. So that little system has hoses and stuff like that. The gas cap can cause it to leak. Um, so more than likely, you just need a, a gas cap. But... Um, um, there's a smoke test that they can do to check and see where your your actual leak is leak is
4: eye at auto shops. You know what he did? He just, he, he could turn it off so he just turned the engine light thing off.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can clear it. Uh, it when Anytime you have a check engine light, the, the thing you do is just kind of record or write down what the codes are and then clear it and see if it comes back on. Sometimes it just glitches, you know, and it just, you know, like if you you, you didn't tighten the gas cap a little bit all the way and it just, it made the light come on. It can be simple as that, so well,
4: yeah, so I, the,
0: that's the initial
4: I, step. It's, you're so helpful and I, I really appreciate y'all Thank you.
0: Thank you. We're so glad that you called in today, Sue. Let's go to one more call and go to Lisa in Holly Springs. Lisa, thanks for calling in to autocorrect today. What's your comment or question? Thank you.
4: Um, my question is about car washes, like washing your car yourself. If you, uh, I've never washed the engine. And I was just wondering, is there anything you need to be careful about? Like, you know, some car washes have pretty high-pressure washers. So that's really my question. Is there anything you need to be look out for?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't recommend doing that unless you know really what components to avoid. (laughs) Um, What you can do, though, is just take, like, a... A squirt bottle of soap and water in a rag and kind of clean it off, hand, hand clean it without soaking it down. Um, there's a guy on YouTube. He is literally in the top five of uh, YouTube subscriptions of all time. His name is Chris Fix. Chris Fix is this guy who literally just wanted to give information and then he ended up becoming super famous on YouTube and he does he does a really got, good job on videos he has a video on cleaning your engine bay that's really interesting and well done it shows you what to tape off how to do. it's actually a, a little bit of a laborious process so basically I don't I don't recommend fooling with that but just hand washing it um, and getting the dirt you know as much as you can like that will actually go a long a long way on cleaning up up your your engine bay without actually using like a hose or a pressure washer down in there, uh, which I like. I said I don't really recommend unless you really know what you are doing.
0: Well, I certainly don't Well, you are you are in good company, Lisa. We don't know what we. I don't know what I am doing. Allison knows, but thank you, Lisa. And I lied. Let's take one more call. Let's go to Rhonda in Gulfport. Uh, Rhonda, what's your comment or question for Allison?
2: Okay, the question is, I drive along the beach quite a bit, and sand flies around. Does that affect your filters in your vehicle?
1: It actually affects pretty much the entire car. Um, So, like, if you drive in dusty conditions... Then they actually recommend you replace your transmission fluid a little quicker because it actually gets up in the vent tube and gets into your transmission. Um, so, so you actually want to change your fluids a little more often because it, it does it does infiltrate and get into your your vehicle and your engine, your transmission, other components, your your differential, and that sort of thing um if you have a car with a differential but the uh yeah you do you want to keep up with your air filter it it probably does get dirtier a good bit quicker so that that is important to go ahead and change that and your cabin air filter too which was something we were going to talk about today but we may not get to okay great thank you you're welcome
0: thank you Rhonda. we appreciate you calling in we're discussing vehicle filters and taking your repair questions you can send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org we've got a new vehicle review from casey williams coming up this is autocorrect on mpb think radio
5: a new car review from casey williams it's auto casey on autocorrect whether you're taking the kids to school or attending a hollywood premiere we have the perfect vehicle for you this week it's the 2022 kia carnival and we won't call it a minivan from the outside it's got kind of the shape of a minivan but stylists really did a lot of nice job put the led headlights on it 19 inch black alloy wheels and a lot of chrome flourishes to really give you that mid-size upscale crossover look inside the thing you're really going to notice are those twin bip seats in the middle row they fully reclined, they've got leg rests, pillow head rests, heated and ventilated, very cool. You can also sync your devices to the twin screens mounted on the back of the front seats. Up front, also very comfortable, heated and ventilated seats, Bose audio, automatic climate control, and the full suite of crash avoidance systems. It's even got lane centering steering, so you got to do pretty much just pay attention and ride. Underneath the hood, a 3.5 liter V6 delivers 290 horsepower, you also get 19 miles per gallon of the city, 26 highway. So all this comes at a fairly reasonable price. Base price for the Carnival is $32,000, just over it. This one, all in, $47,770.
0: See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, hey, you can listen to the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. We're going to be broadcasting from South Life on Saturday, July 31st. That's a car show at Trustmark Park in pearl the lady auto mechanic allison walker ase certified as an expert i'm liz gill if you want some more autocorrect information about filters you can also find our may 28th 2020 podcast but we've got three calls we're going to get to before the end of the show let's go to anthony in belden anthony we love that you've called in uh what's your comment or question
2: My comment is on the question from
3: the lady that asked, why is it important not to overfill the gas tank?
0: Yep, what you got?
3: The reason for that is because if you force the fuel tank overfull, some of that fuel can back up into the charcoal canister on the EVAP system, and that destroys the charcoal.
1: Oh. Yeah, I, I Googled it real quick uh, just a second ago, and that makes complete sense. Um, I thought it just spill out on your foot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and not a big deal. Yeah, I didn't think anything of it. Like I said, I've been having trouble with my Prius. I'm getting it to uh, to fill up all the way, without, and then it just overflows. It's really annoying. Um, but, yeah, that makes sense. So the charcoal canister, so that people understand, It's it's by your fuel tank, and those vapors that I was talking about that your fuel tank lets out through your EVAP system, uh, it goes into that charcoal canister and filters through there um, before going into your engine. And so basically you have a a tube that goes to that canister, and it it makes sense that if you overfilled it, it would go up to that tube into the canister, you know.
0: Awesome, Anthony. Thank you so much. We appreciate you calling in. Let's go to John in Mobile. John, we're so glad you've called in today. What's your comment or question with Allison?
2: Um, uh, I just started my car and I heard again the noise that it has been making for several months now. it's a, It's a knocking upon startup, and it's kind of faint to hear, but I'm hoping it's not anything serious. Um, it, uh, when the engine speed drops to idle in the driveway, uh, it's most noticeable in the cabin of the car. Um and I also had a um question for about lubricating window channels.
0: Well, Allison, with the engine noise, is that something just a mechanic will need to hear and replicate? Um would uh do you have check engine light on?
2: <sighs> it's always been on. <laughs>
1: okay. That's yeah, that that can be serious, you like, you know, it That sounds serious to me. So, like, I would get it checked out. What vehicle is it and what engine is it? Uh,
2: It's a pretty old uh, Mercury Sable LS. Um, What size engine is it? uh, Oh, uh, it's a V6 Duratec engine. Uh, I think it's, oh, I can't. Can't say how large the engine is right but it's...
1: well that's that's a wrap dude you <laughs> like that car if it's knocking like that it's just a matter of time before it stops like you can go get it diagnosed and probably fix. but a car like that like is not a collector item i don't know really if i'd worry about it you know or you can just keep driving it until it quits you know might last a while
2: uh does it matter that it's difficult to hear over the other uh, regular engine noises when you start up um a little hopeful note there
1: (laughs) i'm not sure without checking on it and see more of what's going on with it you know it just it's a few different things that could be causing that so um but yeah any like knocking noise from the engine even if it's like a little bit is uh generally pretty serious
2: Oh, okay. Uh now about window channel lubrication. My passenger side uh window is kind of groaning when it goes uh up and down. It's uh, I've never had a car with power windows before. And um I was uh it's just developed this too and um is that uh, what do you use once you've given a car a thorough cleaning to re-lube the window channels?
3: I
1: would recommend using lithium grease. You just squirt it down in there, and then you know, move your window up and down, and and uh, and see how how that does. Our our good friend Mike, if he's listening, would probably be able to tune in on that because he deals with with uh, window issues all the time. But anyway, and um, just a little bit
0: of lube from a little bit of lithium grease. Well, it should help that. We're going to have to get Mike on. Okay, so we've got to get Roddy on. We've got to get Mike on. We've got to get a... uh, transmission guy, like <laughs> <laughs> John. Good luck with your window lubes and with that car knocking. Um, let's go to Johnny and Raymond. Johnny, let's be super quick and let's see if Allison can give you a little information. Otherwise, we'll need you to email us auto at mpbonline org. Okay, Johnny, go.
3: Right, your uh, voice is the prettiest voice that I've heard on the radio, Liz. So, oh. And then, <laughs> and then, Allison, um, my truck's a Chevy um, Silverado 2 got four hundred thousand miles. Is
1: it the four my eight or is, the five three?
3: It's the uh, four eight. Right. It, okay,
1: that's a lot it, better it, engine. Yeah. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, it's a good engine. Um, anyhow, it almost quit on me. So I took it to the shop and needed a full uh, tune-up, got it done. But is that engine just keep running it or get a little smile tuna, I mean, uh, build, rebuild. I rebuild on what it. What do you
5: think?
1: You can run a compression test on it, on the, all the cylinders, and see how they uh, compare to each other. That'll kind of give you an idea of the health of the engine. You can do that yourself. You can rent the tool from uh, the, little, the little test kit from an auto parts store, and it doesn't cost anything. But you put it in the spark plugs, and then – you uh, disable your ignition system or uh, injector system, and that test it that way. So, no, it probably doesn't need a
0: rebuild. Oh, Johnny, we're so glad you called in. Man, it goes by quick. That's going to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Thank you, Lisa Lancaster, for answering our phones. Thank you, Java Chapman, for doing our board. Thank you, Allison Walker, who volunteers to come in to answer your questions. And you can follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as the Lady Auto Mechanic. You can also find Automotive Group on Facebook. I'm Liz Gill. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.